0: Welcome to Just Schooling It. I'm your host, Dia Adams. This podcast will be used to school educators, parents, students, and the community on different issues, trends, and resources. During this episode, I pledge to discuss how churches have dealt with this pandemic and what their plans are for reopening their places of worship. But first, here is an announcement. Are you looking for a good barbecue sauce, rub, old school pickle products, jams, preserves, and much, much more? Try Sweet Spirit Foods at www.sweetspiritoklahoma.net. That's www.sweetspiritoklahoma.net and let the spirit catch you. Welcome to Just Schooling It. My guest is Carla Hinton. She is the religion editor for The Oklahoman. Welcome, Carla.
1: Hi. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Carla, public health officials continue to warn against mass gatherings or settings, and they've noted that in religious gatherings where where we have our church worshiping together, that that's a real big source of outbreaks to
1: your knowledge how are places of worship handling this reopening well in oklahoma i really think that most uh, houses of worship are doing a really good job in fact uh, we are probably two almost 3 weeks in uh, to the reopening and some of them still haven't reopened they're really being cautious about it so one one yeah. of the things that one of the things that reopening um uh, entails is just this whole idea of having to do all the sanitizing, the cleaning, and the social distancing. And for a lot of churches too, particularly the larger churches, they cannot get their entire congregations into their church building anyway, because they have to do so much social distancing. And they also have to give their uh, uh, volunteers and staff members time in between services to clean and sanitize. So there's a lot that goes into it. It, it's, It's no longer hey let 's just open our doors and, and have a church or uh, if it 's a you know the Jewish synagogue or the mosque you can no longer do that and actually uh, keep your uh, congregants safe but I will say this that most of them that ha- that have reopened they have they have done their homework it's it take like I said it takes a lot it takes a lot to do it um, Life Church was one of the the uh, first that reopened and they uh, did it by asking people to RSVP so that they could tell when they were when their, con- their um, their church was going to get full and some other churches I've seen are doing the same thing Uh, and it doesn't matter you know what denomination a lot of them are that that's what they're trying to do and and I think that probably makes sense then I also saw a lot of churches having what they call lawn chair church which I thought was fascinating and it was a good idea because what it is is they're Mm -hmm. taking advantage of the outdoors because the scientists have said that the virus, uh, the, you know, you have less chance of getting the virus out outdoors. You should still social distance. But it's not as not like being in the, uh, in the confines of a, of a closed space or, or uh, you know, a building or something like that. So Dell City, uh, First Southern Baptist Church of Dell City. Sorry. Um, they mm-hmm. actually had a uh, service in the uh, a nearby football stadium. So so when people brought lawn chairs and some of them sat in the stadium. So I think the churches have done a pretty good job and other houses of worship too. I do uh, think that what they're getting ready to try to do now is try to figure out how to get some of those uh, larger churches uh, back inside.
0: That's interesting because um, just within the last week or so, the, our President Trump has gotten involved and he's demanding that governors um, consider places of worship to be essential and open them up he, he he doesn't care what it takes he wants them open but on the other end when we talked about mega churches there have been several pastors that i've read about that have stated that they never really stopped worshiping because they were able to use online as as an outlet to to worship and that is not really necessarily the the, the building you don't have to have the building to worship so um how do you think well you kind of explained how mega churches would have to do it but do you think that we're going to ever be able to really get back to normal because you know they're saying there may be another outbreak or or is this our as people i know some people hate to hear this where our new
1: normal i predict that we're going to see a mix of lots of different things instead of everybody coming to the church at the same time, like for a a service. I I don't know if we're ever going to get back to that, or it may be a while before we get back to that. But I think that what a lot of the houses of worship are going to do is what they're trying to do now as they reopen, which is to uh, to have uh, people uh, watching online, to have some people in the building. And I think there are even some churches that are still doing like um, a mix of online and a, a parking lot service, you know, where they have some services out outside. They're saying that that way they can um, let the people who don't want to go to church just yet. They still don't feel comfortable doing it because they're scared of getting the virus, which is a, it's a reasonable fear. And uh, they're letting them either stay at home or they can come to the parking lot and, and watch a service out there or, up uh, they can come to the church, you know, reserve a spot or or make sure they're one of the first people that, that gets into the service. So I think it's going to be a matter of allowing uh people, congregation members to choose. And and I I think that's okay. But the president, the what he what he's trying to say, and I, I, I totally understand it, there are places around the country where the governors have uh, have implemented some uh, safer at home or, or, uh, that sort of thing. Just like we had here in Oklahoma Ours, though, uh, they were allowing churches to do certain things if they could follow those social distance guidelines. And so what they were trying to do was they, a lot of churches had what they call a drive-in church where people would come to the parking lot. Just, as I just said, they would come to the parking lot and they would either hear, uh, the, the, uh, worship service uh, through the radio, which I thought was genius, like a drive-in, or they would uh, they would just have their worship team and the pastor preach like, you know, like an altar that they have outside. So I thought that was pretty, pretty genius. They didn't have any problems here with that per se because we kind of, we were one of the first states to start the a reopening. But I will say this, I did do a story. Oh gosh, right before Easter, there were a couple of churches here that were planning to do that. They were already doing the drive-in services and the uh, mayor of Oklahoma City, David Holt, he and the uh, Oklahoma City County Health Department said they weren't sure if that was going to be good because there were so many people, possibly there were going to be people getting out of their getting out of their cars. You know, what if a a child had to go to the restroom? Are they going, are they then going into the church? And even though there are not people in the church per se, you know, there's somebody in there because, you know, they have your host team or your Uh, you know, your uh, worship team and that sort of thing. So you do have people possibly going in and out there and that's maybe how it spread. They were also worried about cars being too close to each other and that sort of thing. But what happened was nobody really came down and said, hey, we don't, we don't think, we, you shouldn't do this and you're going to get in trouble. And, and so, there, I heard, mm-hmm. I know for a fact that there were some churches after hearing that the mayor uh, of Oklahoma City thought, you know, it wasn't such a good idea. I know for a fact that there were churches who said, we're not going to do it because we don't want to, we just don't want to take that chance. And then, but there were also some churches that said, we believe that we're taking all of the proper precautions we're gonna and we're going to proceed as planned. And so, it was one of those things, again, it was a matter of choice. I
0: know uh, we continued church, but it was on a rotation. So we did, you know, the number of people that they said that could be in the building along with the social distancing. Okay. So, yeah, I can see that. And I can see how in in most, you know, um, what am I trying to say? In most churches uh, that that are older churches, they have a lot of older people that attend their churches. So they really do have to be careful yes because they they
1: have elderly. yes as a matter of fact there is I, I talked to a pastor uh last week who said that he had over 30 percent of his uh congregation uh, members were uh, people who were 60 and older and he just didn't want to chance it right now he, he said it might be you mm-hmm. know mid-june before he before he reopened he was just kind of taking them into account and i know that there's some churches Um, And I thought this was really interesting that are having services just for that older population. Um, You know, so I Mm. just thought that was real interesting and I'll I'll be doing a story about that very soon.
0: Another thing that can be taken away is that, that someone brought out when I've had this discussion with several other people is that if you go to church, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, because everybody doesn't go to church, but when you go to church, we are the church. So, that's just a building that we use to worship. So it should be, you know, easy. That has not stopped us from picking right. up our Bibles or praying on our own or going right. online or listening to someone on television. That um the church is the body of people. That's not right. The That's right.
1: And that that if nothing else, the people should see that now because the church can moving, move and the church is still giving you know, uh, helping people, uh, donating things, uh, making sure people have food and, and, you know, other uh, essentials and things like that. The church is, is still the church. The word is still being, still going, being, uh, being, uh, going forth uh, as far as the Christian churches. I know the synagogues here are still doing what they uh, want to do. The uh, mosque, the the Muslims uh, just celebrated uh, Ramadan and they had to do it at home. So, you know, that's, that's part of mm-hmm. it. And that's, uh, I think, like you said, the church is not not the building. The church is the people.
0: I think that's a good place to end. I really appreciate you taking out time. I uh, know you're very, very important. And 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 I just really appreciate uh, you sharing with us. No,
1: thanks. Thanks so much. I like to hear what other people are thinking. I mean, I talk to a lot of people every day, but I, I like to hear... I could even expand that even more. So thanks for, for bringing up some ideas. You've me some story ideas just, just as you were talking.
0: Teachers, are you wanting to add some spice to your lessons or get better ideas to engage your students? Check out my Out of the Box Education Facebook page and website. That's Out of the Box Education. Welcome back to Just Schooling It. My next guest is Pastor Dorico Day. He is pastor of the Mount Olive Baptist Church in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. Welcome, Pastor Day.
2: Oh, thank you for having me. I appreciate it, dear.
0: This pandemic has had a massive effect on how we interact together, especially when it comes to our churches. It's caused churches to come up with innovative ways to have services.
2: How have you all been worshiping during this pandemic? Um, yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think it has caused us to um, totally restructure um, how we attempt to reach people. Um, mm-hmm. So we have currently been uh, hosting our uh, youth and kids and adult Bible studies via Zoom. Um, mm-hmm. We have our Sunday morning worship. Uh, um live on facebook and also uh on mondays we have um monday prayers uh on zoom as well a lot of the congregation has been asking me to make a lot of that stuff live and public for more people to join mm-hmm. um and so we're looking into two different ways we can also um engage uh, our community more as well
0: but what are some of the challenges that you you faced as a pastor and as a church
2: well I, I think um, the church as a whole and, and specifically um, specifically at our location, I think we were behind when it comes to um, reaching people uh, through a digital space. And mm-hmm. I believe that um, God allowed the pandemic. One of the reasons is for uh, the church to break out of the four walls. Um uh, as a whole, and I, I believe some some churches were already practicing um, reaching people through the digital space and did a good job at that. Uh, but I believe there were a lot of churches who were not, and uh, we were one of those churches. And mm-hmm. um, uh, and so uh, I, I believe it 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 caused us and pushed us uh, to go to places uh, that we were fearful to go, uh, go mm-hmm. to places that we thought we weren't equipped or prepared uh, to go to. Uh, but, uh, because of it, we have reached, um, a lot more people. I think we have reached more people during this, during this time than in my previous two and a half, three years, uh, at the church.
0: Have, has it been difficult for your older members, the elderly, because I know that they're not really tech savvy. Um, what are you doing for them?
2: Yes. Now, that's one of the things because a, a, a lot of our older members and uh, I primarily pastor an older church. We we ha- have had an influx of young people, but they're not as active as the um, as my older members. And mm-hmm. so one of the things we did was we had to immediately uh, communicate out and consistently communicate out how we were going to be uh, attempting to worship and, and to reach And stay connected with one another and one of the things i I had to do was i had to like literally just go person by person and Mm -hmm. call them and let them know what we would be doing and how best i or somebody on the team uh, could assist them um and so like some of the some some of the older members they didn't even have smartphones or or tablets and some of them uh, some of them didn't have the internet at their home, and so I, we had to come up with various ways um, uh, to make sure each person stayed connected in some way. Um, mm-hmm. And so we did that the the best uh, to the best of our ability. Now we uh, now there are some people that just are just anti anti, <laughs> anti computers, anti uh, anti mm-hmm. social media, anti anything they got to do with a digital space. They're they're anti. And so we, we tried to find various ways to also include them. For example, um, uh, through various platforms, you can also have uh, call-ins. And so that's one of the things we utilize, too, so that they didn't necessarily have to be on Facebook or have to, uh, uh, have to be on some site, type of social media platform or have a smartphone. They could call in from a landline and still hear um, Wednesday night Bible studies and things of that nature.
0: Would you uh, say, because I know there's been some confusion and some people have a hang up in actually going to church. Do you feel like the emphasis has been placed more on the church building rather than the church itself?
2: I I definitely do, because um, I I remember uh, I was I was in college and I was attending a Bible study. Uh, in Bolingbrook, Illinois. And uh, I remember it was a, a, a preacher who was doing the Bible study. And he said, he, he, he asked us to come up and draw a picture of the church. And um, probably about the first five or six people, including myself, went up and drew a building. And, mm-hmm. and finally somebody, and he kept saying, no, that's not it, that's not it. Uh, and then they made fun of my building and said it looked like a cathedral. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> then somebody finally came up and started drawing a picture of people and um I think we often forget that 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 Christ's body the church is, is made up of, of people uh, mm-hmm. people who have accepted it and so we focus we can tend to focus more on the organization uh, than we do the hearts and spiritual well-being of the people and and in order to truly do that you have to um have authentic, worship yourself um, um and what i mean by that is in john 4 it says uh, and those who worship will worship in spirit and in truth
1: mm-hmm. and
2: so um really 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 getting to um the issues that people are having instead of like how can i grow my organization how can mm-hmm. i get more people to come to my ch- church or ha- have my my church have more no- notoriety And it has nothing to do with the salvation and deliverance and well-being of those who are hurting. Um, And so we can lose track on that. And so I think getting uh, this has caused us to get back to what it's really about. The gathering is really about. It's about those uh, who are hurting, those who um, need God, those who uh, because there's things that you get in true worship uh, for the soul that you don't get anywhere else. And so that's what distinguishes the church from counseling. That's what distinguishes the church from education. That was, was the church from having a great job is that um, God uses his people to, prefer, uh, to give something that can feed the soul, his word, the Holy mm-hmm. spirit that ministers to the heart and soul of a person. And so I think we are organizations uh, for lack of a better word, have become just that organizations and not the church, what God intended it to be. Um, and so I think this has caused us to refocus. Uh, I've spent more time calling members than I ever have before um, mm. to just check on them, to do life with them, um, to walk alongside them in life. And, and so I, I think it's caused us all to, to refocus and rethink um, just what we were doing in our daily functions as a church.
0: Now that the the ban has been lifted, how will you all move towards getting back to some sense of normality?
2: Um, can I be honest? I, I don't want to get back to normality. Uh, okay. as far as what we were doing before, um, because I'm not sure, and I'm just being honest, I'm not sure how fruitful we were being. All right. Um, I, I think, and I think it's based on your last question, um, that the I don't know if necessarily the church was doing what we were called to do. I think we were kind of staying in, in those four walls and, Mm -hmm. you know, inviting people. It was more like a social club and inviting people to be a part of our social club instead of intentionally going out and seeking people and seeking the lost. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and I'm not saying every church, but I I think for the majority, I think a a lot of the church, that's what we were doing. Um, And so I don't want to get back. Uh, to the way things used to be, I, 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 not at all. Um, and so, uh, I like I said before, I think we've reached more people now through the digital space than we've ever reached. So we will continue uh, to, to broadcast our services. Uh, we will continue to engage people and try to connect them and disciple them through all the social media outlets that we have available to us. We will continue to hold, uh, uh, to, uh, to record and hold our... Um, Bible studies through Zoom, so that people who are traveling or people who are unable to attend, if people live in a different city, uh, can watch. Um, and so uh, I think, number one, we don't want to get back to the way it used to be. We we want to grow and learn from this, um, everything God intended us to. Number two, I think, if as far as gathering back together in, in the sense of normality, as far as in a single um, single location, I right. think. Um, we're gonna to have to move very slow. So even though um, governors and even though the president has said we can get back together, we're not we're not going back right away. Um, because I, I think pastors need to realize if if they have one case of COVID happen, um, it will be shut down. And how is that pastor going to feel if somebody catches COVID at at their church? And so what what I'm doing is I'm just kind of waiting and and watching, to be honest, and praying uh, mm-hmm. and to be led by God uh, when to come back and and use wisdom, uh, because I think if people rush to try to come back just to get to a sense of uh, normality, I think that can be really, really dangerous. If somebody has a church of, you know, 100 or less or something and they and they have the space to spread out, practice social mm-hmm. distancing and you know, put procedures in place. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand all that. Um, I can, I can, you know, and I believe that's up to each individual pastor. Uh, but as for the church that I pastor, I'm going to wait <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and, 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 and um, uh, wait, be watchful and see and watch the landscape. Watch it. Are more people catching COVID or, or is the second wave going to hit? Um, right how 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 are people responding to it because right now if if i'm telling you if a if somebody catches COVID 19 at a at, at, at someone's church the pastor is going to be criminalized for it um
1: cool.
2: and even though watch this even though somebody could catch it at walmart or or catch it any other place they were going uh, i i believe a pastor would be criminalized for it um And so I feel
0: like it would fall back on the church and not Walmart.
2: Yes, exactly. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Because they're going to say, well, I was doing something essential to get food. Well, I believe gathering in worship is essential. It says forsake not the assembling of yourself as is the manner of some. um, But continue gathering together as you and so much the more as you see the day approaching. That's what the verse says. And Mm -hmm. so much the more as you see the day approaching. So I, I believe that Christ has called us to to gather but gathering can look differently i believe um mm-hmm. I, I don't believe gathering has for example our, our great grandparents they probably went to church uh once or twice a month because it was a traveling it was a traveling minister or traveling pastor they went to three church, three or four churches <laughs> during the month do you, you remember that so right um gathering can look differently so gathering can look like I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to split the church up into thirds. I'll meet with this group on Tuesday, this group on Thursday and this group on Saturday. And so it's less people, but I can still preach and teach and disciple like that. Do you see what I'm saying? So gathering does not have to look the same, even if we move forward and continue and continue to gather.
0: I get it. I get it. So what has been your message or what is your message to your congregation and to uh, my listeners in getting through
2: this pandemic, what would you say to us? Um, I, I really believe that
0: pandemic has been
2: a time of pause uh, where, where God has intentionally allowed us and our lives uh, to, in some sense, uh, be paused. And, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a word that they use in scripture, especially a lot of times in Psalms, Salah. It means to stop and to think about it. And I I believe God has allowed this time for us to stop and to really reevaluate, especially for Christians, uh, reevaluate our relationship with God. If we have truly been connected with God, if we have truly been fruitful. And and one of the ways, you know, that we haven't been connected because people are honest with themselves is the unrest that we feel in our souls the anxieties, the depressions, the worry, um, all of those things, um, uh, being frustrated easily, all, all of those things are warning signs in our soul, uh, that our connection is off with God. Uh, the Bible says in John 15, five, I am the vine. ye are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him will bring forth much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. When we have a clear connection with Christ, uh, the joy uh where we have his fullness of joy we have his peace that surpasses all understanding and so i believe that this time was given so that we see that we were spending time in other places that other things had more of our affections than he did um, Mm -hmm. and that our worship was off to be honest that our worship was off so i i would say that during this time, during this time, uh, that we've been quarantined that to not miss the lesson, to discover whatever God was trying to tell you, uh, to bring you in closer relationship with him. Don't miss the lesson. It would be a shame for us to, to, to go out of this season and be the same and be the same person, have the same priorities, uh, uh, ha- have the same rush schedule, uh, that, that we used to have. Um, all of those things, spend less time with our family when we got to spend more time during quarantine, uh, spend less time in prayer when we were praying more during quarantine, uh, is to take the lessons with you. Uh, don't don't leave them in quarantine. God wants you to bring everything that he wants. Hey, he has allowed you to discover during the quarantine. He wants to, you to bring that with you into the next season of life.
0: I think that is a word, a good one. And we're going to stop right there. I really appreciate you taking out the time to share with us and you be blessed.
2: Okay. Thank you so much.
0: If you would like to acknowledge a teacher, praise an outstanding student, recognize a phenomenal parent, or if you have any questions or comments about this podcast, you can record a one-minute message. Simply go to Just Schooling It podcast, click on message, and record. Once that's done, I'll play it on one of my future podcasts. Come on and give some positive praise. Welcome back to Just Schooling It. It's library and resource time! If you would like to read future articles written by religion editor Carla Hinton, go to Oklahoman.com or pick up an Oklahoman newspaper. Well, that's our cue. School is out. Be sure to tune in to our next episode of Just Schooling It because it's cool to be schooled.